Hey, what's up everybody? It's Drew and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better. And today, one of the things I want to talk about that's important to share is your resistance to assistance. Yeah, I know it sounds like a funny play on words, but you know, one of the things I've actually learned uh, as an entrepreneur is that Sometimes we are all wired differently as entrepreneurs. We may have uh, the courage to go and try to do our own thing, build our own business, you know, cut the ties with the Iron Maiden and, and make that plunge and, and leave corporate America, right? Uh, some of us may be extroverts. Some of us may be introverts. Some of us may be uh, highly technical. Some of us may be very uh, outgoing and social. Some of us may be analytical. Some of us may be uh, mission-based or cause-driven. These are all elements of personalities, beliefs, visions, values that could be couldn't be further from you know more different elements of personality amongst a similar group of people. That's the beautiful thing about the world of entrepreneurs. It doesn't mean that um, you have to be a certain way to want to or aspire to have uh, your own business, uh, your way that you support yourself outside of more traditional means of a classic W-2 job. But one thing I do find is a common point amongst many entrepreneurs, not all, but many, is that there is uh, this hesitation there's this, this delay, this pause, this resistance. And the resistance is getting assistance. It, it's, it's, a, it's a failure or a struggle to ask for help. Asking for help when you need it. Why is that? Why is that, you might ask? Uh, I've got a couple of things that, that I think it could be. Um, I'll share a couple of experiences I've had that, that led me to believe this, but it's not the only view of the world. You know, one of the things I found um, from developing rapport and establishing relationships with other entrepreneurs um, in some industries, business can be a very uh, gender dominant uh, arena, right? Um, and this isn't this isn't like a hard drawn line in the sand. This isn't you know I'm just saying as a, as a generality. Um, like you might you might say make an observation and say. Um, some of the beauty business might be more female dominated, potentially, right? Get the fact checkers to look that up. Um, what I've grown to experience and what I've heard men and women alike uh, attest to is that in business and the real estate space, it's heavily male dominated, right? And so whether you place much value in that or not, I know some very tremendous um, successes that are female in the real estate space. My wife is one of them. And so, you know, the, you can only put so much weight into these generalities, but with this one generality, it's like, okay, you say, well, well, if guys are in the real estate business, right? Um, and if you make another generality and say, well, sometimes guys can be stubborn or hardheaded or, or we like to know it all, or, or we don't like to ask for directions. That's, that's the way that we're butt of a, a joke many times. Guys don't like to ask for directions. We'll drive around lost and have no clue where we're going, but we're going to figure it out. We know the way. We don't need help. We don't need assistance. We've got this, right? And so, granted, it may be tied into machismo and 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 like a, a gender thing, but it really is deeper than that. It's as simple as pride. It's as simple as the the appearance of a degrade or a demotion in status if you need help, which is unfortunate because you know what? All of us need help. We all come into the world, you know, naked, scared, and alone. Um, and so it's one of those things where we need help getting through life. 
as, as we grow as babies, even as adults, we need help. And as we, we get into our senior years and later in life, there's times we need help. We always need help. And we always need to be helping others. So as opposed to resisting assistance, we actually ought to flock towards assistance. How, how can you get help? Who, who, who do you love? Who do you know? Who are the people around you that, that pour into you because they've got that love? How can you reciprocate that by pouring back in, into their world, their lives, their community, their, um, you know, their, their spirit, their psyche? There's so many different ways that we can give and receive help. And so it's important to start to break down and look at what the resistance to assistance might actually be for you. You know, is, is it the, the macho guy that wants to be 10 foot tall and bulletproof and, and is afraid to say, hey, you know, if I don't really understand, you know, business legalities like uh, entities and LLCs and tax returns, there might be a different type of assistant, <laughs> you know, that they need to get involved to help them out with that part of the business and really provide a lot more hands-on assistance. But that's, that's just one tiny part. And that doesn't mean that that 10 foot tall bulletproof person is lacking in any of their other giant colossal skills and strengths that they have. But if we view a weakness of our own as something that must be completely hidden from view, and just use that and, and, and hide it all the time and don't get a chance to get help with addressing it, right? Because if we're, not, if we're not putting it to the forefront of the mind, we're probably also not doing what we need to um, to make that need go away. If it's a weakness, we're not addressing it to make it a strength. And if we're staying focused on our strengths, one of the things we could at least be doing in the background is getting assistance with some of those weak areas, handing off, um, asking for a helping hand. Um, and, and so it's one of those things where you want to recognize that if you have a hurdle in your life or your business, that's, that's really just blocking your progress. You can ignore it, but it's still going to be there until you do something about it. And if you say, well, there's a tree in my path and I don't know how to climb trees. It's like, okay, well, you know, you can figure out other things to do in the meantime, but until you chop that tree down or go around that tree, that tree will always be there. So what do you want to do about it? And a lot of times there might be a problem or a challenge in our business where we just won't do something about something for a while, right? Maybe you've got a small business, maybe you've got a brick and mortar business where uh, you haven't had as many customers lately and you're looking for new creative uh, ways to generate business. But if you've always held uh, tight reins on uh, controlling any of the marketing of your business and you don't want to invest uh, in marketing your business, and then even if you reluctantly do elect to invest in your business in the marketing arena, but you don't know how to do it because you've not really had to do much of it in the past, maybe you relied on a small bit of word of mouth and now you need to be more creative, that's an area where it probably makes sense to get some assistance, someone that can help you see better in the arena of getting your message out to the world. So there's a lot of different areas where getting someone's assistance is nothing to be ashamed of. Rather, it's something we want to run towards. It's something that can actually help us run faster in the pursuit of our goals. So I thought I would share that because it's a lot easier said than done. I've participated in high-level masterminds where very successful entrepreneurs are practically hanging their head in shame because they recognize that they need help and they don't want to look weak by asking for it. And to their credit, it was so relieving and so heartwarming for them to have that breakthrough because, you know, in these cases, it's like that reluctance, that pride might have held them back for years. And now that they recognize that it's something that can be essentially crushed, 
without this negative stigma coming with it and making you flawed or appear as such, it can really reshape how you look at obstacles in your world. Because if you're looking at everything as I've got to do that, I got to knock down every obstacle. I have to do it all. I have to climb the entire mountain by myself, no ropes, no help, no hands, no help up. Then you can see how much more stressful that daunting task can actually be and how much longer it takes when you get to a point where you're just stuck at a particular level for a while. You're just stuck. You can't get past it. Like, oh my gosh, it'll, it'll take forever and a day to get past that based on my current skill set. And so you can either lament and wallow in the idea at this perpetual length of time that it would take to develop a skill to do the thing that's holding you up or for free or fee, if you just raise your hand and say, hello world, I've got a challenge on my hands that I'm struggling with. I've tried this, I've looked at this, and I was thinking my end goal is this. And this might be the way that I get there, but nothing's working. Anybody out there that might understand my challenge and have the expertise or experience that they could assist, help, or solve what I'm dealing with. In that small level of being humble, you would be surprised how many people might instantly flock to your rescue. Hey, you could just do this. Have you heard about this? What about this? Oh my goodness, I never thought of it that way. That's a great point. I hadn't considered that before, right? And there may be other instances where it's like, okay, you're going to need someone, you're going to need to hire someone and sit down for two or three hours and let them bill you because you've really got a complex scenario that you need to to figure out and it's gonna take highly skilled and trained eyes to give you what you're specifically asking for. But the end result's the same. You let go of the resistance to getting some assistance, right? And then you can get back to being more persistent about doing the things that you need to do every day to get you where you wanna go. It was funny, we had a a situation just uh, just this past weekend where our little little toddlers running around fascinated because uh, he's learning how to draw. He's learned how to put a pen to a piece of paper, draw pictures. Uh, he can recognize and say colors now. Uh, so it's definitely a stimulating and exciting brain growth period of time for him. And what we found is it'd probably be a smart thing to start getting washable markers. Because when you're adult, you tend not, not to think about that. If you're buying the markers for yourself or your business as office supplies, you, you know, you don't think to get non-permanent unless they're dry erase markers. Well, guess what? We needed to start thinking about getting washable magic markers for the kids to, to, to play with, right? And I kid you not, over the weekend, it, had, it seemed like one minute that uh, this little scooter was moving and was on the go. We had our backs turned and he was running and giggling and having fun. And next thing you know, he'd taken a black magic marker and drawn it all over uh, our favorite recliner lazy boy chair that happens to be a, a very nice and clean and light tone beige in color. And just like that, oh my goodness, this thing was ruined. Our kid had drawn like the most artistic scribble you could ever <laughs> love to hate in that moment of like, oh, you got us. But we thought, man, that marker, okay, it's washable, but you know, I don't think it's meant to come out of upholstery like this. Oh my gosh, we paid a lot of money for this chair. It's still so comfortable and now it's ruined. In the moment, you kind of feel like that. You know, the baby's just, just playing around. There's no sense in, in screaming at the kid or anything like that, that that's not relevant you try and instruct and, and help them understand um, that markers are for the the marker board that we've got set aside but what's the point of all this I'm, I'm trying to poke you with is there was the moment of 
oh my gosh, the furniture's ruined. What do we do? What, you know, I don't know how to, do we even keep this thing? Do we buy furniture covers? This looks horrendous, right? So <laughs> what did my wife in a very genius and resourceful way elect to do? She went to Facebook and took a picture and said, hey, oh my gosh, crisis, kid just marked up our favorite furniture. Any Anybody out there got an idea on how to get this permanent ink out of, you know, nice uh, upholstery. And um, it was so cool because um, one of the first friends to, to, to flock to our rescue, um, Jackie came in and said, hey, you can, you can do this thing where you take some rubbing alcohol and put it on a hand towel and, and dab it or some, something else and kind of gently you know, use the, the alcohol and the towel to break the ink down. And then, you know, with a little patience and persistence, guess what? You'll be able to get rid of the ink stains. Like, well, I never, oh, okay. I never crossed my mind. We're thinking we don't want to bleach this. You know, it's, it's too light. We don't want to, you know, stain it in a way that looks bad. But the point of it all is just when you're thinking, man, is, you know, six, seven bucks out the, out the window. If you, if you just deem this uh, lazy boy completely ruined over a child's ink marker. No. But if we'd have had a resistance to look for assistance on getting something simple in our world uh, fixed, touched up, or corrected, we would have been thinking, yeah, we got these damaged goods, you know, don't want to have any people over with this horrendous looking furniture, right? I know this sounds a, a little facetious, but, you know, the point that I'm making is just by raising your hand and asking for help. And we didn't have to you know, invite the, the, the Kirby <laughs> steam cleaner guy over for the 45 minute demo uh, and hard close. No, we just we just asked the universe and what came back within moments was the assistance we needed. So in very simple domestic everyday life instances, that can be useful, but it can also be useful in um, in other in other pretenses. If you're talking about a business situation, if you're talking about a personal challenge that you might be uh, dealing with. Right that you need to break through. So if I haven't driven it home by now, let go of your resistance to assistance. Because once you start to, to be able to recognize that you need help, it'll help you ask. And then some people have a challenge with, with, with the asking and maybe that even has to do with how much giving we've been doing. Because one of the most valuable lessons I've learned in the last decade probably is, is the, you know, the law of reciprocity, right? I mean, it's understanding that it takes giving. Giving begins the receiving process. There is no receiving unless someone's giving, right? So you have to, in some cases, learn to give more. It's just how the universe works. You learn to give more and you receive more as a, as a part of that. So I won't go too much into that. That's a whole separate topic in and of itself. But to close this one out, I think you guys can, can get what I'm, what I'm coming across here with. And I hope you find it valuable. And the call to action would be for you to go out and, and help someone today. It'd be two things. Number one is say, hey, what is the area of my life or my work life, my career life, my spiritual life, my business life, my physical life, my relationships, where I might need a little bit of help, where I feel kind of stumped. And figure out a way you might ask. You might check in, you might send a couple text messages out to a trusted colleague or family member, right? You might put it on Facebook and say, hey, world, I got a challenge on my hands. Here's what I'm doing with it about it and here's what I need some help to do with it. And you may be surprised in the abundance of, of help and love that come back your way, you know, from a distance. So that's what I've got for you today. Let go of your resistance to assistance and be uh, dumbfounded by the amount of abundance that could come your way from just being willing to ask. Don't be afraid to give. And uh, you can start by giving this episode to someone you know that would appreciate it and then from it. 
Thanks again for joining. This is your host, Drew Davis, signing off. Catch you on the next episode.